What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Styles Files with your host, Alan Styles. Thank you, as always, for listening. I know it's been a long time, but it's been a while. A lot has happened. We want to welcome back a friend of the show. This is not a, a guest anymore. This, you know, uh, the pleasantries. We don't have to do all that. This is a buddy to the show, Jason Dumas, sports director and anchor for Cron 4 News. Jason, thanks, as always, for joining the show. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to hop on with you. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we we started the show. In your current position, you do a lot of asking the questions. You're doing a lot of interviews. So I want to give you an opportunity today to put on your analyst hat. And we're going to talk a little bit about what you've heard from the Warriors and things like that. But I want your takes on what you expect from the Warriors, right? You're here in the Bay Area. And then we're going to give you a chance to talk about your hometown Sixers uh, what is going on with James Harden? Is he going to play every day? He has a, a new city or a new team on his list. Uh, and so it, it's really like, James, you don't really have <laughs> too much to go off of. So now he's just starting to expand his list, which I think is pretty funny. So let's start with the Warriors. Um, and speaking of the Warriors, Steph gave you a shout out. Nice suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty dope on Twitter. So uh, I saw that. So I, you know, I have to talk to you about your Taylor. I saw you shout out Joseph A. Bank. What is the vibe you're getting from the Warriors right now as an organization, as far as obviously what happened to Clay is tragic, but moving forward, what do you think the Warriors expectations are for this season? Yeah, man. So, well, first off, uh, you just mentioned Joseph A. Bank. Did you know that Joseph A. Bank and Union Square closed? I walked all the way no. there from my house with that suit to get it tailored, and uh, it was closed. They're, they're another victim of this darn pandemic. So they're, they're gone. So my dry cleaner did that with that suit. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Shout out to dry cleaners. Yeah, seriously. That's on Folk Street. But um, the Warriors, what do I think their expectation for themselves are? You know, Steve Kerr, I was chatting with him. We chatted multiple times this week, but we had a nice long extended one-on-one interview. And the impression that I got, he didn't say it in, in, in plain sight, but mm-hmm. the impression I got was that he he wants the outside world's expectations to be tempered a little original in, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. He said, this is a team that has a lot of potential and he thinks they're going to grow into a really good team and, and, hit their stride maybe in the second half of the season because right. you know you got to think Steph has played five games in 18 months uh I mean anybody who was on the team last year hasn't played in a while because their season got shut down in March mm-hmm. um you have Steph Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre all learning how to play with each other right uh, you have a rookie who probably won't play a single second in the preseason because he unfortunately contracted COVID-19. Yes. Uh, the number two pick. Uh, and, and Draymond Green, He's it's not going to take him a lot to get back. He knows the Warriors system inside and out. Um, and he's just a confident dude. Mm-hmm. But even him, he won't play in the preseason either. Uh, so Steve, knowing all that, Steve was is probably telling people, you know, please, please don't expect us to come out and, and be firing on all cylinders. And he's he's mentioned in practice, a lot of turnovers, uh, sloppy transition defense. Right. Is that in the third? So that's to be expected. So that's Steve. That's Steve's uh, outlook 
I do genuinely think he thinks this is going to be a good team, and I do too. But I think that he he realizes it might not start out as as pretty as it could end. Uh, as, in terms of the players, Steph is really confident. Mm-hmm. He will never come out and say it, but I know he senses that the NBA world has kind of forgotten about him. Yes. I mean, rightfully so. It's been, like I said, five games in 18 months. You know? Yeah. I mean, there they were a lot. And that's the thing. What have you done for me lately? We saw everything in the bubble with Damian Lillard. Has he passed Steph? I saw some stat that technically he's made more long distant threes than Steph. It's like, that's all fine and good, but let's keep these things in context, right? Right. Yo, and I'm a huge fan of Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty much a fan of anything Oakland. Right. But same. if you look at it, if you look at it objectively, from the start to the to current day, Steph has pretty much kicked Dame's ass every time they've gone against each other. Now, I'm not yes. saying it's always it's not always mano y mano. They're matched right. up together. But from a team perspective, you know, Steph has done everything better. Mm-hmm. And from an individual standpoint and from a winning standpoint. So you're so right. This whole culture of NBA basketball and analysis is such what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. So I think Steph is aware. He's not the type who's, who's going to come out and say it, but he's hinted at it. He makes innuendos. Uh, and I talked to his trainer, too, Steph's personal trainer, skills, skills trainer, who has worked him out for the last decade. And he told me, hey, we've, we've had to slow him down this, this offseason. He's like the energizer bunny. He just right. wants to work, 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 and we're slowing him down because we know this is a marathon. We, mm-hmm. you know, there's 72 games this season. We don't want him to be playing game one of 72 in in May, in June, and, and July. So right. that tells me you got a very inspired Steph. Not that he's never not inspired, but I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And when he talks about this team, he, he sounds very confident. Uh, and I like this team too. Now this – they're not as talented as the past teams, obviously, when you lose Clay and KD. You're just going to be on a different level. But I do think this team is more athletic than any Warriors team in probably the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the 2019 finals and 2018 finals, uh, if there was anything to nitpick at those teams, it's like they looked a little old. They looked right. a little slow. They were a below-the-rim team. And, you know, that's that's what happens when, you know – you know, Steph isn't like this hyper athlete. Uh, even KD, he he's a freak, but right. he's he's not like this freak athlete. Draymond, not a freak athlete. And then your role players are you know Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. At that point in their career, they're not sprinting up and down the court catching alley oops. No, uh, and then even the guy, I mean, you could put Clay in that category as well. Clay, and and, and Kevon Looney, all of them are kind of just like. So, specialists in a way right so now you, you you fast forward to this year james wiseman freak mm-hmm. freak athlete andrew wiggins freak athlete mm-hmm. uh kelly Oubre, freak athlete if, if you sleep on him he'll put you in the rim and dunk on you yes um even kent Bazemore, he's right. an athlete mm-hmm. that dude's a three and d athlete he's gonna run the floor cut the water off for players who are scoring a lot 
he's going to do a lot of athletic things. Uh, you know, I like Bradley Wanamaker's athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching Bradley Wanamaker play since we were about 13, 14 years old. He's my same age, but from the same city. Uh, he's, he's a great athlete himself. So, Oh, he's Philly guy too. Yeah. Bradley's a Philly guy, Roman Catholic high school in Philly, Philadelphia Catholic league, then went to Pitt. Then spent, I think, what like seven years, or eight seven, years, seven, seven years overseas in yeah. the NBA. That just speaks to his his uh, mental fortitude because living overseas isn't easy, you know. Especially right. after that long, most people probably gave it up on that NBA dream. But right. he got here and he stuck right away because he's a really good player. Um, but I think this team is going to be sneak sneakily athletic. They're going to get out and run. Uh, so, you know, imagine Kelly Oubre, Draymond, and Wiggins, you know, getting a rebound and pushing the break. And who's that transition guy or who's that trailer coming, right. posting up to his spot on the three-point line? Steph. Steph. If you've watched, uh, the Warriors have been uh, tweeting out a lot of links to their practice and some B-roll. Now, they're very strategic as to what they put out there. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like they're not going to lose a game, right? Yeah. But that that's what hype videos are anyway. Right. But you've seen a couple of those videos. You see Steph catching. I didn't even mention who I think is going to have a really good season. Eric Paschal. Mm-hmm. You know? One mm-hmm. of those videos, it was Eric Paschal. Villanova guy. Yeah, he catches it off the rim and he pushes right. it. And you find Steph trailing mm-hmm. and boom. So, you know... I think this team is good. I think, you know, I think their ceiling is like uh, probably a three seed is their ceiling. And I think the floor is about a seven. I think they're going to be between three and seven this year. Uh, But there's going to be like six, as we've seen in the past, there's going to be like six, seven teams in the West that are probably within like four games of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same thing. And I think that as far as Steph is concerned, it's going to be interesting as it as we get closer because when you put his age in perspective, if he's having an MVP season, I think that's how you get to that possibly even two seed, but definitely three seed. If he's not, and we're looking at uh, anything below a six, right? Knowing that, I think it, since the '80s, only one team that's passed a four seed has won the whole thing. Then the question becomes, you know, that that game in Memphis where it's double overtime, like, are, are we running Steph into the ground to sneak into the playoffs? That's a question I'm very – I would love to be a fly on the wall and see what the organization has to say about that if we come to that. Now, like I said, if Steph plays the way it sounds like his trainer is talking about, that's not a factor because then I think they're above a four seed. So yeah. I think that'll be interesting too because it's like – they're talking about this extension with him. We still want prime Steph or what we have a prime Steph with clay. Like that's still the goal next year. We know assuming clay is going to be clay. We know what we're, this is not a stopgap year, but this is not a championship year. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's, it's funny. Everyone's talking about all the new pieces, but I, I think the key to this season is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. One, he has to stay healthy um which is you know the, the more obvious point but two if he plays like everyone forget seems to forget that he's capable of mm-hmm. he's a top four player in the nba right you, you, you know i would think it's probably i don't like grouping big men and guards but in terms of guards and perimeter players 
you got LeBron, Giannis, whatever Giannis is. I don't even know. He's just a running back with a basketball. Right. <laughs> uh, but we'll put Giannis in there, uh, Harden, and, and Steph. And then right. Luca. I would add Luca now. Mm-hmm. Luca's asserted himself probably. Right. If KD is KD, oh, you got to put KD. How could I forget? I forgot right. about KD and Kawhi. Those you two. Know. Yeah, but like my point is Steph is in that room with them. They're all in the same room. Uh, if Steph is what we've come to 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 know him as, and if he's playing that, he's a defensive game plan destroyer. Mm-hmm. He, everyone gravitates to him. If he can do that, the Warriors are going to be good. Mm-hmm. They just are. When you have someone that talented on your team, they're going to be good. Kelly Oubre had the best year of his career last year. Right. I still think he's getting better. And he says all the right things. His mindset sounds like he's a sponge and he just wants to win and wants to get better. You know, Wiggins is always a wild card. I think he plays a little harder than it appears. But, you know, like I said, he's always a wild card. You don't really. When I think of Wiggins and I haven't really heard everyone's like, does he have to take the next step? If you're, we're being more realistic and we think about before KD came, can you do what Harrison Barnes did? Pretty much. Can you be a more athletic Harrison Barnes? Because you can. That's realistic. That's realistic. Yeah, I, for sure. I think he's more talented than Harrison Barnes. Oh, for sure. And I think Harrison Barnes pretty talented. I mean, Harrison Barnes was like the top guy in his class since he was mm-hmm. like a ninth grader. Yeah, Harrison Barnes also gets a bad rap just from that. The, the three one year where he really couldn't hit the backside of a barn. So that's like the lasting memory, but he is a good player. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so I, 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 I'm super excited to cover this Warriors team. I think mm-hmm. they have some good personalities. I, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, Eric Pascal, he has the potential I'll say the potential. He's more than potential because he, he had a great rookie season. He's going to be a good player in the NBA for a while, but I think he has the potential to make Draymond Green tradable. Yeah. I yeah. think Eric Pascal takes that next step and is a good player for them. The Warriors brass might start thinking, what what can uh, Draymond command for us on the market? It really, and people, you know, there've been so many articles written about this isn't, about Draymond making threes. He just has to take them and things like that. Let's be honest. They have Wiseman now. So even if Wiseman hasn't figured it out offensively to be that defensive presence, so you don't need Draymond to guard the five anymore, which is good for this year. But going forward, it's like, okay, well, that was kind of Draymond's calling card along with running. You got guys that can run the break now. So to your point, if he isn't, if he is still as much of a liability on offense as he has been these last couple of years, Eric Pasco doesn't have to do what Draymond does on defense. That's why you got James Wiseman. So it's kind of like we don't need what Draymond gave us, allowed us to do certain things at that time. But now we have different pieces. Yeah. So you're completely <laughs> right. This is a big year for Draymond because he had a he had a lousy year last year. Now he has every excuse in the book set up for him in terms of, you know, everyone was hurt. You knew the team wasn't going to be that good, whether he had a great year or a bad year, wouldn't have really mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have that kind of championship hangover where you've gone to five straight NBA finals. Right. I kind of get it. I get it why why he was in, eh, you know, you could tell he wasn't normal. Oh, yeah. Draymond. But it, 
what I took from that too, it's like, if, if Dre doesn't have Steph and Clay firing all cylinders, cause he's like the glue to all of them. Mm-hmm. But without them, he just looked like another guy. Yeah. And if he's just gonna, so that's why he needs to really establish a role this year, uh, be productive and be vintage Draymond because he's on the other side of 30 mm-hmm. and he gets paid a lot of money. Uh, and you know, it's the NBA, man. You gotta, you gotta perform. You mm-hmm. have to perform. Not all the teams are going to be, you know, living off nostalgia, you know, right. Draymond will never pay for a drink in the Bay area. Draymond, no. I don't know if the Warriors retire Jersey numbers, but if they do, his will be in the Raptors. One yes. Day. He's a legend. He's already that. That is already sealed off. But the NBA is what can you do for me now? And he's coming off a bad year. This is a new team. He's going to have to prove his worth again. He just right. because look, I don't think Bob Myers or the owners would have any problems trading Draymond. No, and I would say obviously Draymond. I'm assuming you know doesn't want to leave the Bay, but I will say this: it's pretty interesting. Because of what we just said about Draymond and how he kind of needs other pieces, the only teams that would trade for him are teams that are in the mix and that yeah. that do need that glue guy. You're not going to, you know, uh, the Pistons or someone are not going to trade for Draymond because he would do nothing. He can't, he can't help, you know, he's not anything really, and that's a tough way to say it, but he needs guys to, to he makes he them look better. He helps make the team better. He's an elite role player, mm-hmm. but he's not a guy who is going to, all right, we need you to be our centerpiece, we're right. going to build around you, because that's just not his game. Uh, you know, he, he, he was the perfect mixture with Steph and Clay over the years, but it's like, who knows? You know, Detroit... I mean, Detroit's probably the only non-contending team that he probably wouldn't mind going to because that's home. That's true. That's, that's true. Home. And yeah, maybe the Warriors could flip a Blake Griffin or something. Now. Yes. But yes. Outside of that, Dre, you're exactly right. He'd want to go to a contender, and that's where he would be most well-suited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully he comes out, shoots, you know, above – 35% from three and none of this matters. You know, none of this matters. He don't need to shoot the lights out. He just needs to, he needs to be a threat. Even, even in the 2019 NBA finals, he was easy to guard. Like I would be in the press box screaming in my head. You can't scream out loud in a press box, shoot the ball. At least, yes. at, 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 at least make them think you might shoot it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was hurting the offense. Right. And, and look, Maybe you get an offensive rebound. Maybe it goes in, you know, but you got to shoot it. It's the same thing that uh, your other team is dealing with or your home team, town team is dealing with, with the Sixers and Ben Simmons and Doc talking about Ben Simmons doesn't need to shoot. I just watched an interview with him yesterday or he doesn't care about Ben Simmons as a shooter. That's what you have to say. Yeah. But you can't, that's not going to fly. You can't have a point guard in this day and age that just, you don't need to guard at all beyond the three-point line. 
I guess the only thing with Doc, if you're trying to defend his comments, you can look and say he had Rondo and won a championship mm. with Rondo who didn't shoot. That's me playing devil's advocate because right. I, agree, I agree with you mostly. Right. Um, you know, the past couple of seasons, Ben's didn't play in the playoffs this past season. Um, but the two before that, it was essentially many times like playing four on five mm-hmm. uh, on offense. It really was. Now, through an 82-game season, Ben is really, really good. Tuesday night in Charlotte, he, he, he's great because when you go through the course of a season, teams aren't game planning as detailed and as closely because, you know, you, they're coming off a of back-to-back. They have this game that, you know, it's just, it's just a different mentality. mentality. Teams aren't game planning. Uh, you get more transition fast break basketball mm-hmm. during the regular season, and he might be top three in NBA when it comes to the open court in transition. He's a freight train. Completely no agree. Mm-hmm. You know, he he always makes the right decision on the fast break, whether it's the pass or just go through you and dunk on you. But in the playoff basketball, teams are game planning. They they have coaching meetings for hours. How do we stop this guy? How do we stop that guy? Uh, it's more of a half court based offense in the postseason and he's easy to game plan against because he can't shoot right you need to shoot the best now he doesn't have to be ray allen he doesn't have to be bradley beald but you have to make someone guard you and mm-hmm. when you're in the half court and nobody's guarding you and the offense is basically playing four on five it kills an offense and not only that at times it looks like he is scared to get involved because right. When you got people playing off you and barely guarding you, as a basketball player, that causes like mind tricks. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, shit, you're not even guarding me. No, I, and then, I, then you, you start overthinking. Yeah. And then you start overthinking it. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it. Yes. I was, you know, I swear, I was getting watching Ben play in certain playoff series situations. I was getting Markel Fultz vibes. Mm-hmm. I was like, he is scared. Yes. Yeah, I look, I speak from experience. I've never been a dead red shooter, but I'll tell you what, like if it's in the flow of the game and I get a shot, the confidence is way higher when it's contested versus if someone drops back, let's say we have a really good yeah, shooter on our team and they leave and they're like, go ahead, go ahead. And I'm just like, man, this is actually tougher. And my shooting percentage is not high to begin with. It is way lower on those shots. I can tell you that much right yeah, now. No, it, 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 it is, it is. And that's the thing. And I am, I am largely a Ben Simmons defendant. I find myself as of late because you're comparing him to Harden, but by and large, I'm usually defending Ben Simmons. Cause I'm like, all right, this guy's young. He's a mm-hmm. unicorn. He does so much. This guy, like, you know, when we, whenever we play the Celtics, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons makes, makes Jason Tatum look like Harrison Barnes. Right. You know? Right. Like, Ben Simmons cuts off the water to a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons does things that don't show up in the stat sheets, whether it's, you know, deflections, just offside help defense that that causes, you know, a, a player to go away from a, a certain pass. He does a lot. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you need offensive playmakers. If you're going to be a ball dominant guard, which he calls himself, mm-hmm. you've got to be a you got to do more. You got to do more when, when you're being game planned against and, yep. and he hasn't shown it. And it's, it's tough. It's been tough on the Sixers. They, they could overcome that when they had Jimmy Butler and they yes. almost did. They lost 
on the craziest buzzer beater to the eventual champs. Yes. I swear, if that didn't go in and they won that series, I think the Sixers would have won the championship. Given that KD was out. Yeah, given that KD was out, they already beat the Warriors that year mm-hmm. in Oracle. With KD, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah with KD. So I, I, I do. So the Sixers can overcome some of his shortcomings if they had another like elite guard, but they mm-hmm. don't anymore. They... Uh, Jimmy Butler left. And I still don't know why they got rid of J.J. Redick or just let him walk, really. Yeah, I'm hoping that Seth Curry will be this year to J.J. Mm, Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they could win if they had another playmaking guard. But right now, it's just Ben and Joel when it comes to that. When it comes to, like, your two alphas. And that's not going to be enough. It's just not. not It hasn't been. Not with how Ben is currently constructed. Mm -hmm. Bring back Jimmy. We can go all the way. But right, not without him. So, but I do think I don't know if be, if it would be enough, but I do think it would be better with Harden and Embiid. With you're saying Ben's gone now. Yeah, yeah. I I personally would trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. I think you'd have. I think I think you'd have to. I mean, if from what we've seen from Ben Simmons, like we've seen the same show, and and part of it, I think that is upsetting to Philly fans is not just that he he isn't a great shooter it's the way he's going about it like it doesn't matter right like it doesn't seem like there's always one video in every offseason of him at that one gym summit where nobody misses I feel like anyone could shoot 80 percent there there's one video per season of that where he's like oh wow maybe he's gonna improve this year and then the season comes and Nothing. He'll make one in the preseason and then it's just back to the regular business. And they're, he's young. He's young. You have to show improve, though. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. You can only bank on potential for so long. Potential is like false hope. Mm-hmm. I want to return on my investment. Yes. Potential don't get me nothing. Right. We potential. all know that guys from high school that had all the potential in the world yeah. and did nothing with it. Potential does not yield results. Mm-mm. And Yo, look, trading Ben Simmons for James Harden is not an indictment on Ben Simmons. James Harden is really good. Yes. This guy's been top three in the MVP voting for four years now. Mm-hmm. Four years in a row. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best offensive basketball players to ever breathe oxygen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? We're not talking about trading Ben Simmons for, like, Kemba Walker. Right. We're talking about James Harden. He's really good. So I would, man, I would make that trade yesterday. And I think James Harden, people are talking about he's old, he's getting up there. I think his his game is going to age gracefully. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a, another guy. You're not you're not above the rim. You yeah, know, he's not an above the rim like attacking athlete. I think he's going to play at a high elite level for at least the next three four years. But I t- the problem with that trade, unless there another another team gets involved. Ben Simmons and John Wall in the same team is trash. Uh, (laughs) It's awful. So I don't know. The floor spacing would be terrible. That would be so as like not aesthetically pleasing at all. Yeah. So it's just like, who knows, man? You know, it's like, I, I think Ben or I think James Harden and Joel Embiid would be, there'd probably be a couple that I'm forgetting, but it would be one of the big men shooting guard, lead guard duos, that's like Kobe and Shaq. Right. Obviously, they're not at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not comparing them, but I'm just saying, sets like, 
I think that would be a lethal combination. Maybe and, Shaq and Penny. Yeah, Shaq and Penny. And I mean, I guess LeBron and AD, if you consider LeBron, I consider LeBron more of a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just like, um, a lot of people talk about Harden's failures in the playoffs. And there has been some ugly moments. There has. But there's also been some great moments. And who are we kidding? Pretty much every loss Harden has faced in the playoffs is to the eventual champs. Mm-hmm. Like they probably just at the end of the day lost to the Warriors because the Warriors were better. Yes. Not an indictment on James Harden. They lost to the to Lakers last year. The Lakers won the championship. So I don't think he's out here like just getting upset by better teams. Like he's not Giannis. Giannis mm-hmm. the last two years were way worse than what James Harden has done in his playoff career. Yeah. And Giannis doesn't like Giannis is still a darling. He is. And people don't like the way Harden plays, the yeah. manipulation of the rules, the fouls, those type of things. Giannis is, you know, he he just resonates better with people right now. And when that happens, you know, nobody cares. I mean, this is the same thing with Luca, right? I've been all over Twitter talking about how NBA is making it very clear that Luca, they want Luca to be the new face of the NBA. Luca also does not play defense. I've seen no indictments uh, on, you know, mainstream media, maybe like the depths of NBA Twitter, not, nothing about how little defense Luca plays. But when it was hard in, there were reels everywhere about how bad this is. So people pick and choose based on what they like. Yeah, and I mean, the, the latest report is that Harden added Milwaukee to his list. I think mm-hmm. that's all smoke. Yeah. I think that's all smoke and participation because him and, him and Giannis don't care for one another. Right. They don't. Giannis said that. Giannis would like send a couple of shots. No, they've been beefing. They've yeah. been beefing. Which is crazy to me because I think Harden is a – it's like night and day in terms of skill level between mm-hmm. him and Giannis. Harden wasn't lying. Harden said, Giannis – I wish I was seven foot long arms and could just run and dunk. Like they call him the Greek freak for a reason. Yeah, like, like Harden is way more talented in my opinion. Yes. To be honest, uh, and t- when it comes to basketball skill, actual skill, mm-hmm. um, you know. So that's why I think Harden's game is going to age gracefully. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would make that trade. Now the people who wouldn't, I I get their logic. I wouldn't call them dumb, but. I just don't think it makes as much sense as my logic. Right. And I do think people bank a little too much on potential. Like, dude, potential can only get you so somewhere. I, I'm i an Eagles fan, bro. We have one Super Bowl in our organization's right. history. That one Super Bowl has me so satisfied, bro. I, I, you, I don't care about potential or Carson Wentz, this. I saw Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm good. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. I would rather see the Sixers try, really try, get someone like Harden and go for it than us seven years from now being like, well, Ben had potential. Yeah. It wasn't a bad move to keep him. It's like, yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I do want to take a step back to the Warriors quickly about James Wiseman. And talk a little bit about what you see as far as his potential. Because when I look at him, you know, he's got a nice lefty stroke for you yeah. know, definitely coming out of 
of the college. Warriors tweeted out him shooting threes the other I, day. Well, I saw that again. He not missing, right? I guess he's a three-point shooter now. <laughs> For me, we all know what he's going to do in the open court, right? Running, uh, again, playing above the rim, things Rip we runner, Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be great. What is going to be his ceiling eventually more so than this next this upcoming season in the half court right like what is he going to be able to do offensively I've seen it looks like he's got a little mid-range J and I think as far as three pointers I think all he needs to do is be in that Joel Embiid Anthony Davis range of about 32 percent or so so it's enough to again keep them honest no Ben Simmons four on five type stuff what do, did you think of the pick and, you know, what do you see with James Wiseman and his ceiling and potential? I think it was the safe and smart pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made sense on paper. They needed a center. That's kind of been a position of need for the Warriors since Andrew Bogut really left his prime. Right. Um, so it made sense and it was safe. There's a couple prospects I thought were more intriguing. Like, I really liked Obi Toppin, but they didn't really have room for a guy like Obi Toppin because Pascal and Draymond are kind of in that same mode. Another tweener a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that was a good pick. I'd be lying if I'd say I was a Wiseman expert. I don't have a huge opinion on him because the kid simply hasn't played. Mm-hmm. He played. He played three games at Memphis. I saw right. a couple of them. He looked he looked good. You know I mean well, then who were they who were they playing? You know? They played Oregon one game. One game. And, and, and he was fine, but I mean, he stood out physically. You're like, mm-hmm. holy, you see him, you're like, holy shit. Like yeah. <laughs> dude's a monster. Yeah. Um and I mean he has all the pedigree in the world. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, one of his top ranked in his class since he was like sixth grade. Uh he has the cosign of Penny Hardaway, who is very respected in the basketball mm-hmm. world. Um, so I think he just needs to put it together. And I think the Warriors are a good organization for someone to put it together. Uh, they seem like they know what they're doing over there on uh, Terry Francois Boulevard, now where they play <laughs> yes. at the Chase, Chase Center. Uh, so I'm optimistic about him. I, I guess if I were to think of maybe a player comparison in terms of production, I don't know. Uh, you would maybe like a Andre Drummond, maybe hopefully a little more offensively. In yeah. I mean, that's right. probably let's lowball it at Andre Drummond. No offense, Andre Drummond. No, no, right? that is lowballing. That's yes. like, that's like my let's be realistic in like three years. I don't want to put superstar pressure on the kid, mm-hmm. but I mean, he has, he has superstar pedigree when you just look right. at, what he's accomplished to his career, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in terms of its accolades. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's crazy because a lot of people don't know about the, they, they know about the NCAA violation. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of that, like what went down was like before Penny was a coach, it wasn't any type of blue chip situation was, or anything like I'm that. Sure when he was in high school, he was just uh, getting dapped off. Yeah essentially right who cares like right i don't blame them uh, yeah. i would be if i was an ncw play a player i'd be taking every handout they they gave to me yes you know yes so and, and there's been thousands of players who have taken handouts who haven't got caught he just mm-hmm. happened to get caught 
he right. got caught up in the system. They 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 zero down on some people more than others. But mm-hmm. I personally know guys who have been getting paid forever since they're in high school. Yeah. You know. Crazy, man. Crazy. Okay. So going back to Philly and the Sixers and Harden as well. I want to get your take on the holdout situation because I have pretty strong feelings about holding out in certain sports, basketball in particular, because football, we know that sport is violent. It's dangerous. You need to be compensated correctly because you only have so much time. Basketball. I get it. If it's a bad situation, you know, the ownership management just isn't putting you in, in a good spot. I, I guess you can make that argument for Anthony Davis. I didn't think it was a terrible situation, uh, but they weren't contending, right? And again, you're stuck in the Western Conference with at the height of the Warriors as well. But they weren't even getting to the conference finals and things like that. But when I look at James Harden and what he's doing, running to Vegas, and, you know, I think he's finally reported. I know he's in Houston. Yeah, he's, he's reported. He, yeah. He has to pass six... Uh, COVID tests. COVID tests before you can actually start participating. Um, in terms of him holding out, I, I don't think it's personal. I mean, actually, that's quite the contrary. It, it is personal with him and the, the owner. I don't think he likes the guy. Fertitta, uh, whatever. Fertitta, yeah, it's just the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't like what he stands for. Um, he doesn't think that Houston has really done enough. And he just wants to change the scenery. He was a Mike D'Antoni guy. He was a uh, Worley guy. Uh, Darren Maury, I'm sorry. He was a Maury guy. Um, And I just think he's trying to force their hand. Like, I get what you're saying. I I do. Uh, I think sometimes it's in poor taste. But I think Harden at this point is like, I don't care. I don't. I mean, he clearly doesn't care. He's on Instagram at a little bit, like, he didn't even hide the fact that he was no. He didn't no. come up with an excuse like I'm hurt or I'm sick. I'm, he was chilling like and wasn't even make hiding it. So I think he's at the point where he does not want to be there. Uh, that's why Russell Westbrook left because he knew James Harden was out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a domino. And you know, from his perspective, this is just speculation. It's probably way easier to do that when you dislike your owner. Sure. Now, if it was like business, not 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 personal, like uh, like I like you, but this is just the right move for my career to go another way. Maybe you would be a little more amicable, you know, a little more professional about it. But when you're like, I don't even like the guy who owns the team, the hell with him. It's easier to be like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, maybe it's I guess every situation is different. That's number one. Number two, maybe it is a little old school of me, but I'm just thinking like. You signed a contract and look, he reported now. So if the whole, this is more so, I guess, if he continued to hold out, but it's like, you signed a contract, show up, right? Because people can't sit there and assume, what if there is a, um, the whole trade listing is also rubbing me the wrong way. You don't have, like, you don't have a say in this. So now you might be making your situation tougher. And like you said, forcing the hand, but maybe there's a, de- a decent team out there that could compete that would want you, but they see you pulling these antics like, well, we're not on his list. So 
We yeah. don't want him to come here, you know, all pissed off and not ready to go. So I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way, especially when we talk about how people see James Harden already. Yeah. It's not a great look. I can tell you that much. Yeah. No, I know. And James Harden, I don't know what it is, but he has, in terms of PR and image, mm-hmm. or just a likability standpoint, hasn't really exceeded. No. Or, or succeeded in, in, in that in the NBA. He does have a lot of critics. I've always enjoyed the guy watching the guy play. I just as like a basketball like purist, I know how good he is. Yeah. So when I just see like people talking shit, it's like, dude, you you might not like the way he goes about it, but that's a bad boy. Yes. Derek, don't make no mistake. You can say whatever you want about him. Say that he's a good player too. I don't want to hear any of that high gloss. He's overrated. He's not a, he is not overrated. Yeah. He's one of the most skilled basketball players on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true, man. That's true. So, I mean, you know, we've covered a lot in the, you know, in this episode. I want to thank you again for joining, man. We'll see what happens with the Sixers. We'll see what happens with the Warriors, of course. I mean, we can name this episode from the Bay to Broad Street. You know, that, that I think that's got a good ring to it as yeah, well. Uh, wait, um, before, before we wrap up, what's your, give me your, your hot take of the season. You know, playoff basketball, or not playoff, preseason basketball starts, mm-hmm. starts Friday. Yes. Uh, what's, what's, your, what's your, your bold prediction this season? My bold prediction, let's, we'll stay away from the Warriors. We'll stay away from the Warriors for, for this bold prediction. Off the top of my head, and it's not even that bold, man. It's just crazy to me how, like we said, what have you done for me lately? People really just forgot about the Clippers. I I would say a bold prediction is that the Clippers are, to me, still have the best chance to beat the Lakers. Now, the Lakers got better, and I thought it was crazy how the Lakers barely had any issues but to me I wasn't impressed maybe I've been spoiled from watching the Warriors but I wasn't impressed and then I'm laughing because I say that I tried to say it to my basketball buddies they're like what do you mean look at what they were able to do and then they just re-upped with the sixth and seventh man of the year so I'm like I think they agreed with uh what I what my eye test at least but still with that being said when I look at the Clippers they have you know they went through some changes uh Paul George playoff P pandemic P whatever you want to call him, He's getting a bad rap, man. And there was rumblings about him maybe coming to the Bay uh, before clay got injured. Uh, that didn't happen. He signs this contract with the Clippers. I think the Clippers, I still got them picked to not, maybe not beat the lake. I would have had them picked if the Lakers stayed the same. They were the Lakers match up with the Lakers last year. Lakers, they were yeah. not a good matchup for the Lakers. No, no. Yeah. No, it's funny. They they get a lot of slander because of how they went out. They went out like yes. suckers. Yes. They did. They did. Um, especially how they were talking so much trash heading into it mm. and all this. The, 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 the commercials. Stuff. The commercials. Yeah, talking to Dame Lillard. And, and then to go out like that was very embarrassing. So they're yes. going to get their crow. They are. They earned right. it. But make no mistake about it. They're really good still. They're yeah. going to be right in the thick of things this year. I I agree. I guess, and then my hot take, I, it's not even a hot take. I just, it's an inkling. It's not an expert opinion. Just the way he's been moving and, and his answers. I think Steph is going to be on a mission this year. 
Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be, I think we're going to see Steph go ape shit. Yeah. I, I really do. And if he does that, the Warriors, it doesn't really matter much what everyone else does. If Steph goes crazy, they're going to be in the mix. Right. They might not be the number one championship mix, but it's going to be that three, four could beat anybody if they have an off night mix, you know? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, you know, the term that gets overused so much, and I know Niner fans don't love it because <laughs> They never should have used it anyway, but revenge tour, okay? And I'm not saying Steph is going to be on a revenge tour. We're going to say this is the remind tour because he's out to remind everybody, like, y'all must have forgot I'm really that dude as well. Right, for real. No, I like it, the remind tour. Mm -hmm. That that has a nice ring to it. And, yeah, never say revenge tour around the Niners. (laughs) That is dead now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I want to thank you for for joining. As always, this is Jason Dumas from, you can catch him on Cron 4 News, the sports director and sports anchor. He's given the Bay Area everything they need. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. If you want to get the insides before it hits the news, you can see the backstories and things like that. Be sure to follow my boy. And look, we didn't have time on this show, but we got to talk about the fact that we are not agreeing when it comes to California Philly cheesesteaks and what they have to bring to the table. So Buster's to me, man, I don't know what you got against Buster's. Buster's is good enough to me. It tastes good. I don't want to break my tooth on those hard rolls. (laughs) You said they don't got the fresh ones, huh? They're not not importing them. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Brick, man. Hardest bricks. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that another okay, time. Okay, next episode. Well, thanks again, Jason. And, you know, I know you're busy running around, man. Thanks for taking the time and keep doing you. Keep grinding. Keep pushing. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. You too, man. Likewise. All right. Peace.